Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our interactive daily broadcast where trusted leaders bring insights and analysis to the issues from a biblical perspective. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get biblical answers, information and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Andrew Womack. Hello and welcome to our Wednesday's Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack and uh, I'm the host today. And today we are really, really blessed to have some of my best friends in the world on this program all the way from Nice, France. And we're going to be talking about all of the things that have been happening over there for about, I guess, the last 10 days or so. They've been having riots and burning things. There's been a lot of people arrested and, you know, we... We have one perspective here, the news that we hear, but I thought it'd be great just to bring my friends from Nice, France on. So I'll introduce them a little bit better in just a second. But let me say that we just got through with our Summer Family Bible Conference, and I tell you, it was awesome. And if you haven't uh, watched or, or listened to the teaching that we did at the Summer Family Bible Conference, I would encourage you to please go to our website. I think that those videos are up now and you can check out our Summer Family Bible Conference and uh, specifically Richard Harris and Bill Federer were just awesome. That was on July the 4th. Uh, those were the morning services and, and you just really need to hear that. Also, we have coming up our um, Healing is Here Conference and that's August the 8th through the 12th and I'll be speaking. Pastor Benny Hinn will be speaking. Also, Carly Terradez. Carrie Pickett, uh, Barry Bennett, Daniel Amstutz, and Greg Moore. We'll all be ministering. This is our biggest attendance of any of our conferences in the year. We usually have, we've had as many as 3,000 people come to this one conference. And uh, we, we see every year at least 1,000 people that manifest a healing while they're here. Now, of course, many others we pray for. And, you know, Jesus said that as they went, they were healed. And I believe that there's even more than that. But we usually see about a thousand people that manifest a healing while they're here. And so it's going to be a great time. And Benny Hinn, this will be his first time to be with us. And he's going to be ministering on Friday night and on a Saturday afternoon service. And I think that will be great. So uh, again, we encourage people to be a part of Truth and Liberty. We ask people if you would like to become a member. That is a person who goes to our website, uh, truthandliberty.net and uh, you uh, sign up for at least $5 or more per month automatic withdrawal. You can also become a subscriber without being a member and we send out a lot of emails. If you go to our website, we have over a hundred links to different places in this nation that are making a difference. And we have a 24 seven news feed that we just take the news from selected places and put it all in one place so that you don't have to spend hours going through someplace else. You can just peruse that very quickly. And so anyway, our Truth and Liberty website is really a great site and I encourage you to go to that. All right, so again, my guests are Pastor Marie Helene and her sister Elizabeth uh, Moulin, and they pastor in Nice, France, and also uh, Pastor Mark, and I can't pron pronounce your last name, Mark. I've never <laughs> called it, and so forgive me. You'll have to never tell me if you want to what is your last name? That's Gioldi. There in you Italian. go. 
It's All right. Yoda. And anyway, they have been friends for a very long time. And uh, I tell you, we just got through with a meeting in Nice, France. I was over there. Jamie came with me and some mm -hmm. of our other staff, and we held a meeting in a local uh, cinema there and had around three to 400 people that showed up, which was uh, a reflection of the fact that now I'm broadcasting in French yeah. uh, over the television there. And we had people come from all over France, even from some, I think, from the DR Congo, some of the African nations mm -hmm. that speak French. So anyway, it was a great time. So Marie, uh, welcome to the show. I'd like you maybe just to start off. We've been cooperating for years. You've translated a lot of my books. We've been a partner with your church there, Ecclesia 21. Just tell them what's happening there in Nice, France. Well, uh, bonsoir, everybody. And uh, I'm glad that we can speak on uh, what is going on in France. Uh, one of uh, the main event was welcoming Carries France last year. Uh, it started and uh, over 70 people um, are now studying the Word of God in French, in France. And this is a real event. People are coming from uh, not only France, um, from Nice, quite obviously. We are in the south here of France, not far from Italy, but people are also uh, coming from uh, Switzerland and Luxembourg. Um, so it's it's a huge blessing to see the change in the students. And I see it firsthand because um, a third of the students are from my church. So I can see that the word is uh, changing them. It's, it's beautiful. So Caris is meeting once a month in our local church here in Nice. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a, a joy. There is such an expectation where they all get together and uh, the rest of the month they study online and then they exchange one once a month when they come together. Uh, the other event, quite obviously, was the conference and uh, there was so much freedom Andrew, I found that I, I was wondering when you would stop because you were just so free and people were so hungry. Um, if you would have stayed, we say, you know, we stayed three hours longer for the meeting, everybody would have stayed. You know, let me say, let me say that one part of the reason I was so free to minister is because of Mark. I tell you what, he is an excellent <laughs> interpreter. And I've, you know, I've gone through interpreters all over, but with Mark, it's just really good. He does a great job. So thank, thank you, you, Pastor Mark, thank for you. doing that. My pleasure. And let me also say that they are, uh, it is now, I think, eight hours later. So it is right now uh, 11.37 for them. I appreciate them sticking with us. And I also gave them the opportunity that they could quit after 30 minutes if they wanted to go to bed. And they said, nope, they're going to stay up. And so <laughs> what a blessing. Thank you all for doing that. And Elizabeth, let me go to you. Uh, Elizabeth and Marie are sisters, and they have been ministering. I, I'm not going to spend time giving the whole history, but they ministered in Monaco for many years uh, yeah. where it was against the law uh, you, yeah. you, to be a... Uh, 
a Monaco citizen, you had to be a Catholic, and they were not well received, and they tried for years and years. Elizabeth worked in a bank, and it's only been just a little over a year, maybe two years, that you mm -hmm. went full-time, Elizabeth. Is that correct? Yeah, that's totally right. Yes, we started the church in Monaco, and we had to go in France, actually, because we couldn't be open, go in the open and be official. So, and uh, so we continue in France, and me, I stayed to work in, in Monaco. I learned a lot, and, but it's such a joy to be in the ministry full time. So thank you, because I know you support when I, I say I'm going to go in ministry, and you support it, and it made all the difference. So thanks a lot. And I tell you, Marie and Elizabeth have been through a lot. I've known them for years. I've been over to France now, I think four times mm -hmm. with them, and it's been good. And Mark, if I'm not mistaken, you were a lawyer, and it's only been just a year or two that you've been also full-time. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. I've been an attorney in France for 15 years, and two years ago I jumped by faith, same year as uh, Elizabeth, actually. Uh, when uh, went into full-time ministry. We already were into ministry part-time since uh, 2016. But 2021, we had clear words from the Lord saying, now is the time for you to go into full-time ministry. So we, we did it by faith. And well, thanks to uh, you, absolutely, absolutely. And other people who, who joined us, well, it, it's now being possible. And it's such a pleasure and such a blessing. Blessing from, awesome. for our church and uh, for everything we can do now, yes, yes. And without going into great detail, they've been persecuted, they've been resisted. Uh, um, evangelical Christians are not well received in France and they have been fighting the system and it's only been just a year or two that they actually got their own place and they've remodeled it and, they, and they've been having to meet in hotels and things like this. And so anyway, great advances are being made and the church is growing. And yeah. I'm just, I, I was really excited when I was there just in June to see the growth and the people that are, lives are being changed. So good, good things are happening. So anyway, yes. we could spend a lot of time talking about these three. They have been such a blessing to me and they are sharing the gospel over there. But we, I want to use you to share about what's happening in uh, France with all of the riots. So kind of give us a little background. What started that? What's happening over there? Yes, uh, we have had um, very, uh, very big riots um, because um, there was a, a young man, 17 years old ma young man, who was driving a Mercedes in the suburb of uh, Paris and it was early in the morning he was driving extremely fast in the streets quite obviously his life was at risk but also the life of others well the policemen uh, spotted him and um, uh, tried to tell him stop 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 and when finally he stopped they discovered that uh, he didn't have a license to drive. Uh, when they check his record, uh, he had had um, several bad um, experiences with the police. His record was not good. Well, then the police, there were two policemen that got by the car 
and one policeman got the gun uh, close to him. Well, something happened. The thing is that he pushed the pedal, and when he pushed the pedal, um, what we understand is that as the, um, the policeman, sh the, the gun of the policeman shot him in the head. And um, uh, some meters later, he, the car was stopped and he died. Well, he was a um, French citizen of uh, background from North Africa. And there has been some tension among um, people from North Africa because they, they feel that uh, the French are racist, um, which is not so, actually. Um, and I'm sure there are some individuals that are, but generally speaking, the French are not. Well, the mother of that young man uh, called for people to gather and protest against the fact that a policeman killed her son. You know, she didn't wonder, you know, why he was driving so fast. It seems that the fact that he was driving a Mercedes that was not his was not an issue to her. All she saw is that that young man that had major problem with the police got shot. So there has been a lot of things being said about the police in the latest month because it has been kind of um, incoherent. You know, we are expecting the police to protect the people. This is what it's supposed to do. And uh, there has been other protests in the um, past years, past months, and we have seen a different reaction of the police. And it was like the police has been more coming against the people. You know, to protest is um, not against the law in France. Of course, we have a certain perimeters that we need to uh, uh, keep parameters, but it's not against the law. We, we can protest. We just go to the police and say, we are going to go in this street and this street and this street, and we protest because we don't agree with this and this, and the police should, you know, protect us. Um, so, let me say, was this, you mentioned that it wasn't his Mercedes. Was this a stolen car? Well, you know, we, at least I don't know exactly, but it was not his car. He's not allowed to have a car right now. Is only 17. Uh, majority in France is 18. Oh, okay. So, so that makes a big difference. So he was resisting the police. Do you feel that it was justified, or is it hard for you to say since you weren't there? I'm sure there's conflicting uh, opinions. No, no, it's said that he, he resisted. He, the police told him stop. You know, try to let him know because he could see the police chasing him. Uh, but um, he, he didn't stop. He didn't stop. And this is a police, you know, we have the regular police, but we have a police that is more like a military. They don't wear like a military uniform, but they have a different uniform than the, the police. And these police, if they come after you, I mean, few people would dare to, you know, resist them. And that young man, 
um, you know, quite obviously, I'd been resisting, I'd been, uh, and it was wrong, totally wrong what he did. Now the issue is what happened between, exactly between the policeman and the fact that, you know, the car went on and the young man was shot. But, you know, bottom line, he, he had to stop. Um, the policeman has been known to have a very, very good record. He was an experienced uh, man. He had a very high record. So, you know, you kind of balance both. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's very confusing for the French people right now because so, in a way... So let me say this, you know, we had a similar thing happen over here. I think it was in 2020 when George Floyd was arrested and he did things wrong. I'm not saying that it wasn't without provocation, but nonetheless, the police were heavy handed and a guy put his knee on his neck and uh, uh, kind of a choke hold until he eventually died. So uh, certainly that's not the right way to deal with things. It wasn't the best way to deal with things, but people took that as an opportunity to write. Yep. And there was people that had nothing to do with the George Floyd death that were just using this as an opportunity. And yep. some of the things that I've read, if I'm wrong, please let me know, but some of the things I've read, this is primarily uh, Muslim oriented, that they have taken this as an opportunity to just cause havoc in France. Is that your opinion? Yes, yes, you're right. Um, as you said, same here. Many people um, followed, answered the call of the mother and um, they went on to protest. They went on to vandalize. They broke into uh, shops that had nothing to do with the subject, with the matter. They stole stuff. They started to, um, you know, shoot at the police. Uh, but again, they had no direct connection. Some people have called this an intifada, actually, hmm. in France. And I've heard, uh, Mark, I'd like you to comment on this, but I've heard that there was, uh, I don't even remember the number, but hundreds or thousands of buildings that have been burnt. I actually saw a video of one building that collapsed and I mean, it was a three or four story building. It was collapsed. Yes, and I mean, that's it correct. Has, it's been causing a lot of damage. Uh, people hurt through this. What's what's exactly happening over there? Yes, that's that's hundreds of buildings that have been burned, uh, including libraries, schools, city halls, um, shops have been looted. This we know, but uh, many. Um, uh, you know, um, um, civil buildings, uh, civil officers buildings have been have been burned um police stations as well uh there has been a, a mayor um in a in a city uh not far away from paris i think um his um, his wife and two young children were at home while he was um out you know making sure what's what was happening in his place in his city and uh, a burning car has been launched into his 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 house um, definitely in order to burn it up and to kill people inside. So the lady had to run with the children. She uh, broke her leg or something like that. And it's been really shocking, really shocking. He's the young mayor, uh, 39 years old and uh, involved in politics. 
And um, so these things happened, yes. And about the loss, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the cost is still being trying to be figured out how much all this mess would cost. But um, um, for the moment, the minimum that we know about is 605, uh, 650 millions euros. And actually, um, the one, one big organization in France is already talking about a billion euros. And it's still in progress. So, and so that's, a euro that's a huge is stuff. approximate. A euro is approximately one point one or one point two mm -hmm. dollars. Mm -hmm. Not far and away from dollars. Yes. Yeah. So pretty close. So Elizabeth, has anybody been killed in all of these riots? And uh, I've heard that they've actually called out more than just the police. They're calling out the, I don't know what we we would call it the National Guard, but some military people to deal with all this. What's happening? Uh, I, I know that well, there is a, a man, two men, actually one in Marseille and one I think is Amiens, another city in the north, who are being killed with po uh, police. But uh, right now they are not sure in what circumstances it happened. Well, there was a lot, a lot of violence. Really, more than 800 policemen got, uh, um, got hurt. Injured, thank you, injured. And Mark was talking about buildings being damaged. Uh, it's about 1,300 buildings burn mm. or damaged. Wow. And in those, there is 250 police stations who has been attacked, partially damaged or burned. So it's really a lot of violence, so much violence. But there is two men uh, where their newspapers are talking about two men, one in Marseille, one other in Amiens, and the circumstances of their death are not quite clear. And there is some, uh, some police uh, investigation going on right now. Yeah. And so I, I know that Marseille is very close to Nice, where you are. Yeah. Has anything mm -hmm. actually taken place in Nice? Have you seen any of these riots there? Oh, yes, yes. In uh, all the major uh, cities in France, I mean, there was uh, riots. And in Nice, too, uh, our mayor was really quick to, to take some... Uh, some uh, some measure decision. Mm -hmm. yes decision but uh, in marseille it was very violent wow well yeah. we're running close to this break and i would like to get into talking about what you think is motivating this um you know that's hard to say because there's a lot of contributing things but from my perspective and again if i'm wrong you let me know but i mean the muslims have really uh, become dominant there. There is a real pushback. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, it was just a year ago or so that they came into one of the Catholic churches there in Nice, if I'm not mistaken. And did they kill a yeah. priest? And I mean, there is a religious persecution and the Muslims are trying to destabilize and literally take over the country. And it sounds to me that this is just an opportunity for people who are wanting revolution to take advantage of it. So what do you all think about that theory? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, this is, uh, this is actually what's happening. Um, there are so many churches that are being burned down 
in France. And we don't really uh, hear so much about it on the uh, national medias, but um, there, are, there are many. In Marseille, a third of the population is Muslim. And we had a former uh, minister of interior that said, um, you know, we are side by side right now. I fear the day when we will be face to face with them. Hmm. So this is known, but, you know, in, um, in the government, people don't dare to name a cat a cat. They don't name exactly. So when they make some laws to restrict, to control what's going on, like in the mosque or in the Muslim communities, we are all in the same bag. What is being imposed on them is being imposed also on all the other uh, religious groups, which makes things more difficult because, you know, not naming exactly who they are trying to control, they end up controlling everybody. Um, but definitely this has been, uh, you know, the fact that uh, Muslim religion has been uh, uh, growing and growing in France has been going on for years. But the fact that people don't talk about it, don't dare to name, you know, what they are doing in our country. I heard not long ago that there were about 120 stabbing per day in France. Wow. That's amazing. So these are not the Christian, these are not the Jewish, these are not the Buddhist. We don't have so many uh, Asian religion, but still, you know, there is only one group that uses a, a knife uh, to impose um, something, to impose their will. You know, so, there's a lot but, of people who's, who's uh, in the United States that are pushing to ban weapons and things like that. And of course we have our Second Amendment, which allows us a constitutional right to carry weapons. I've got a bunch of weapons. And uh, people are just saying that those kill people. I say that guns don't kill people any more than forks make people fat. It's the person that pulls the trigger. And you, there, there's a lesson that what you're talking about, 150 stabbings a day, yet they don't have guns, but they find a way. You know, the problem isn't the weapon. The problem is the person that's using the weapon and people aren't addressing that. And uh, let me, we're gonna have to go to here to a break and just, matter of fact, I'll wait until the other side of this break to make some of my comments. But let me say that while we've got Mark and, and Pastor Marie and Elizabeth uh, on the line with us, uh, if you wanna ask them a question, yeah, this is a great opportunity. I really trust these people. I've been with them many times and I believe that they have a godly perspective on what's happening. So on the other side of the break, we're gonna start taking calls. The number is 719-619-2341. And if you would like to call, we have some lines open and so we'll be taking this break and then we'll come back and take your questions. But uh, I tell you, there is a lot going on and it's not unique to America. It's not unique to France. This is just light against darkness is what I believe. And yeah. people want to look at it in only a secular way and think that maybe it's this government position. It's just light against darkness is what it is. 
And uh, it's a battle that has been waging since uh, Adam and Eve fell. And it is really, uh, it seems like the evil has gained a lot of access in just the last few years. So anyway, I think that the things that we can learn from what's going on in France will apply directly to us here in the United States. So let's go ahead and take this little brief break. And uh, on the other side, we'll come back and take your calls. The number is 719-619-2341. We'll be right back. The moment you believe your healing is done and it's just a matter of time until whatever the symptoms are, are gone. You observe what Jesus did and try in your mind and say, I'm making a judgment that Jesus paid the price for me. We focus on what the doctors can do for us more than what God can do for us. Say, God is my healer, not the doctor. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are, and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life. Okay, we're back from our break, and I've got Pastors Marie Helene and Elizabeth Mulan, and also Pastor Mark, and I still can't pronounce his last name, but they're great friends. They're in Nice, France, and what we did in the first segment was talk about the things that have been going on. There's been riots there, hundreds of buildings burned down, police stations attacked. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read that the uh, president of France has called out like militia type uh, people that are beyond just the local police. And does, do any of you uh, remember how many French people have been arrested during all of these riots? No, but quite a, a lot. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard it was I, thousands. I think mm -hmm. it's 3,500 people arrested and they, uh, they mobilize uh, 45,000 policemen for these events. And uh, again, correct me if I'm mistaken on this, but my times that I've been with you over there, uh, Catholicism is the dominant Christian uh, denomination over there. But many of them are, are Christian in name only. And as far as like evangelical Christians, people that are preaching the word the way that y'all are, there, there has been open persecution against you. Like I remember, Marie, uh, when you were in Monaco, I think it was, somebody uh, set your car on fire. And if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, just last year or the year before that they came in and killed a Catholic priest right there in Nice. And uh, so what's the situation as far as being a Christian in that culture? Is it embraced? Are you persecuted, resisted? What's happening? Yeah, we, it's... Um you know, it's kind of uh, subtle what's going on, except, for example, as you said, 
when there is a, usually a, it's a Muslim that goes in a Catholic church and stabs um, um, a priest or burns down a church, usually the medias will report and say, oh, it's a crazy person. Well, uh, just not to naming it. Um, we have had some, uh, like there was, for example, um, four, five, four, about four months ago, uh, three, four months ago, uh, so-called documentaries that was uh, targeting the evangelicals. And uh, the main thing was to say, actually, against the American evangelical, um, you know, don't be involved in politics as the uh, Christians in America. And we French are very different because we should not. Um, and it, it was like, a, it was, uh, it was not good because in a way they were saying, you know, you're wrong if you have a political opinion. You know, by law, as a pastor, we cannot um name political parties behind the pulpit it's very strict because there is separation between um religion and state in france but nevertheless you know even if we don't name political parties you know the bible gives us opinion on politics and on uh, decisions that any government will make so if we read the Bible, you know, as a preacher, what we do, we when there is, you know, a decision that the government makes and it's really against what the Bible says, we should address it from the pulpit. And it doesn't matter, you know, it's not about, you know, which party does that or that. It's the fact that it comes against, you know, our our beliefs. So we have a right to quote the scriptures, to study the subject in the light of the scripture. And yeah. we have the responsibility to explain to the Christian, okay, this is done in our country, but this is what the Bible says. It's a responsibility yeah. that we have. We have the same issue here in the United States. I don't believe it's quite as bad as it is there in France, but we have Christians here that think that you shouldn't have an opinion on political Things. But you know, whether a person kills a child in the womb, that's not political, that's moral. That there's, thou shalt not kill. And uh, whether a person is a homosexual, the Lord said that marriage was between a man and a woman. And these things are not political issues, they're moral issues. And if uh, the church doesn't speak out, nobody else is qualified to do it. We're the ones that are the salt and the light in this earth, and we've got to speak out. So let's go to Donna. She's on uh, the phone with us right now, and she's got a question for you about um, uh, what's happening there in France. So Donna, you are on the Truth and Liberty live call-in show with Andrew. What have you got to say? I was wondering how the French president, and I can't remember his name. President um, Macron. Okay, Macron. How he's handling the situations compared to how our president handled them. Did you hear all of that? Is he coming in and taking it, yeah. So let me, let me just add to that a little bit. Um, 
what is the situation right now? These riots are like 10 days ago or so, I think, is when this boy was killed. Is it, are the riots still going on? Has it been quelled? And if it hasn't, well, then what is the president doing to deal with it? No, the, the riots have calmed down. Uh, everybody's wondering, you know, uh, up till when? Like, for example, you know, we have tomorrow, it's uh, the 14th of July, which is the equivalent of your 4th of July. That's Bastille Day, isn't it? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And um, so many mayors have canceled the uh, event. You know, there is fireworks in the city. There is a military parade. Uh, everybody goes out, goes same like for a picnic. It's a national day off. And a lot of mayors are canceling that because they're afraid that there will be riots because really it's against the nation if you want you know to to say exactly what it is it's against our french culture it's against our value so what the president is doing he, he is uh, sending uh, the police um we kind of think that the police has not really been seen so much against those who are committing uh, looting and vandalism. Uh, we have kind of found that the police was not as strong coming against them, which, you know, which is incoherent. Yeah. Uh, he's afraid that there will be more riots, definitely he is and probably does not know exactly how to handle uh, because it's going way overboard. You know, we saw the same thing in the United States back in 20 and 21 during a lot of these riots that I remember one news broadcaster was holding his mic and saying that they are mostly peaceful protesters and behind him there was explosions going <laughs> off and buildings burning and they were calling this peaceful protest but anybody who stood up against the riots and against the protest they were arresting them and so the government was actually in a sense encouraging the looting they allowed those people to do it and many of the ungodly people here in the United States, if a person was arrested, the uh, George Soros and people like that would pay their bail and get them out right away. So it encouraged the riots. And, and uh, I guess the same thing seems to be happening there in France to a degree. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's confusing to the people. It's confusing. You know, I don't know exactly how to say this, but there is something going on worldwide. It's, I believe it's the spirit of Antichrist that is always at work. But you know, the scripture says that we are the salt of the earth and that we are a restraining influence. And when the church is speaking out and having influence, it keeps all of this ungodliness at bay. Like over in Psalms chapter 36, verse 1, it says, The transgression of the wicked says within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. When there is a fear of God, Satan has always been there. Evil has always been there, but it's restrained. Now we see the restraint pretty much taken mm -hmm. off, not only in the U.S., but in France, and you go on and on <laughs> every place. And it's because the church has been marginalized 
and has not had the influence that it should, and that's the reason that this ungodliness is just seeming to um, have risen to another level. But I'm believing it's going to turn around. Amen. Yeah. Y'all are a part Amen. of the answer instead of the problem. Appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Renee. Let me first of all say we've got some lines open. The number is 719-619-2341. And if you would like to call and ask me a question or if you want to ask our uh, pastor friends there in Nice, France about what we've been talking about today, you can call 719-619-2341. So Renee from Texas, you're on Truth and Liberty Live. Call in with Andrew. Hello. Hi, Andrew. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, good. Uh, Glad you're on. Your yes, ma'am. Are I've you read still your books. there? Okay. And uh, I'm... Renee, you're cutting in and out, so I'm sorry. I can't okay, hear you, but. I'm here. I'm All right. Can you All right. Me? I got you. Yes, ma'am. I can hear okay. you. Okay. I've, I've read your books and, and listened to your lessons on the Internet, and I watch your program every day. Um, I, I'm a born-again Christian, and I've received the, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I believe that... So, Renee, you're cutting out again. Let me just go ahead and okay, read yeah. the question yeah. that is on the screen. The, the screen says that you are born again, spirit-filled, but you're trying to speak in tongues and having a hard time speaking in tongues. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay, well, let me just say that I've got a book on this. And, Renee, if you would uh, call back in to 719-635-1111. That's my helpline, and that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we've got people that can pray with you, minister to you directly. And I've got a little book entitled The New You Slash Holy Spirit. The first half is about what true salvation is. And the second half is all about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and specifically about speaking in tongues. And it'll tell you everything I know. Uh, it took me three and a half years to speak in tongues after I received the Holy Spirit. But that's because I was a Baptist. And I was just messed up with a lot of doctrine. And I can promise you, Renee, that if you are struggling to speak in tongues, it's not God who's not giving. It's you that's having trouble receiving. And usually it's because we've got misunderstanding about things. And that little booklet would uh, really, really help you. So uh, that would be the best thing I could offer you is just to go to our 24-hour our day helpline, 719-635-1111. We got that number on the screen. And if you'd call that, they can help you. They'll send you that book. And I've had literally tens of thousands of people start speaking in tongues after reading that book because it, I had every problem you could talk about speaking in tongues. And I just worked through them and I talk about all of that in that book. So that'll help you. Hopefully that'll help you. And Renee, I just believe with you that God is going to give you this ability. Matter of fact, this week on our television program, that's what I'm talking about is about speaking in tongues. So it'd really help you. Hope that helps, Renee. Okay, so uh, we still got some lines open, 719-619-2341. And so uh, let me go back to the people in Nice, France and ask you, so what do you think is the answer to this, not just politically, but taking in everything, even the spiritual 
uh, realm because what's going on in France is really no different than what's going on in America. It's just the devil. What's, what's the answer to all of this? Let me go to you, Pastor Mark, and ask you. Well, obviously, as you said, Andrew, um, the church has been desperately silenced in uh, some major topics. Um, one thing people have to know is that the vast majority of the rioters in France were between 12 and 18 years old. Oh, wow. uh, young people were in the streets and breaking everything. So um, my first question was, where were the parents? Why were kids in the streets at 10 or 11 p.m. Um, by themselves? Um, so there is a huge work to be done in the youth. Um, now, the fact that they are Muslims make it a bit, a little bit more difficult to evangelize them because they are totally, they can be open, but culturally or religiously speaking, they don't have any rights to listen to you. They don't have any right, you know, that would be uh, being a traitor to their religion and family and culture to um, stop being a Muslim to become a Christian. So that's a strong, as you know, that's a strong, strong change uh, they have to do. But still, when we do some out outreaches, we can see that the young people are really open to listen to the gospel. Uh, as a matter of fact, a member of my family is working in a bookstore, a secular bookstore, and she uh, asked the authorization to sell some Bibles and some Christian books, including yours, actually. And, uh, and her boss was okay with that. And I mean, Bibles were just sold out within a few days. And um, the, 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 especially for young, by young people. Um, so there is a huge hunger and the church should, uh, should open its mouth and mouth and, and, and evangelize. I mean, share your faith, bring people to the Lord and explain them that um, the solution is not in any government, um, not in any uh, uh, money you could receive for the from the government either. Um, there is a whole mindset, a, a whole paradigm shift that needs to be, to be done in our country. And the gospel so, is the, definitely the solution. I mean... So I know that I've been broadcasting on television there in France for about the last year or maybe a little over, but am I correct that this isn't like an... Uh, it's not like on a satellite or something. Is it an internet-based television program? That's that correct. That's correct. People have to connect and, online and to watch Christian channels. And just being online on a television program, I know that uh, Mokton there, the guy that runs our office, uh, he says we've already had like 10,000 people that have contacted our office and people are hungry. The French are desiring yes. They these are. truths, but you are limited. You don't have the same access to, uh, uh, I don't know, television no. and things like that that we do in the United States. No, you know, for instance, when you came to Nice, it was quite a challenge to find a place that would welcome us to hold a religious meeting um, because political activities are on the same level than religious meetings and sometimes illegal meetings. <laughs> so it's quite hard to find a place because people say, oh, I don't want to be involved in that. Mostly because they are afraid of, um, you know, the, the, the yes, some, some protests outside or something like that. So the, the mindset is quite different. I don't know how the states are right now, but I mean, the mindset is quite different. Religion is kind of a taboo and it's, it's kept in the private sphere, the family sphere, or 
Well, you know, and, we, um, we are seeing it turn that way in the United States now. I mean, mm -hmm. the only people that it's uh, politically correct to persecute or criticize is Christians. Man, yep. if you were to say something against a Muslim, against a homosexual, a transgender, you'll be criticized for that. But, and that's just happened really since the pandemic. The pandemic has just allowed evil to just flourish. Mm -hmm. I think France must be a decade or two ahead of us as far as restricting access. And, and Elizabeth, if I'm not mistaken, you're the one that got us the cinema uh, to hold the meeting in. And it was kind of, uh, uh, they thought about it and wanted to take it back and you wouldn't let them or you just signed before they could think about it or something. What, what happened there? Yeah, actually uh, I visited two venues and the first one, I mean, the di director was open, but then he talked to his uh, superior and uh, I could tell the next visit I have with him, uh, he was not open. I mean, he was embarrassed. So in the meantime, we had an opportunity to visit a second venue. And the lady was very nice at first. And on our second uh, visit, I she she was concerned she was still open but concerned so i had really to reassure her that we will behave and uh, and it worked very fine actually they were very um very happy how, how the meeting were conducted and i think we let a, a good uh, impression on them and there was some kind of a rule or law that they had to show movies every single day or something. So we held meetings on Monday and Tuesday. And so uh, they had to tear everything down on Monday night so that they could show a movie on Tuesday morning so that then we'd have to set up again. So <laughs> it was an yeah. awkward situation, but we made it work and yeah. it turned out well. Awesome. Very well, yes. Amen. So Marie, let me go back to you. And what is your opinion here on how, how do we deal with this? How do you, like you've been pastoring and fighting, uh, like in uh, Monaco, they would not give you a venue. It, they, were, they were openly hostile to you. Even in France, you had a number of venues, if I'm not mistaken, that you had, and then something would happen and the council would turn you down and you finally got a place, you're getting traction, you're seeing things work, but how do you overcome this resistance? What's the answer to it? Well, you know, it's, uh, there is, John said, uh, you shall know the truth um, and the, the truth shall set you free. And the real freedom comes from the truth. And the Bible tells clearly that the truth is only fine in God, in the living God that revealed himself through Jesus Christ. And uh, it's, uh, you know, the written word, the Bible um, points to that, to the truth. So we must, you know, know the truth in order to give it to those who are bound in darkness, in whatever darkness. And when you know the truth and you enjoy the freedom, then you know you are equipped to stand and all these years when we were looking for example you know we went to uh, we started in uh, monaco and then we went in monton by the italian border and then we needed a bigger room so we came here in nice 
and uh, it took us over 12 years to find our own place for during all these years Absolutely. we were in hotels because either people didn't want to rent or to sell to a church or um you know so we had to overcome all these difficulties all these obstacles for so many years but you have the truth and when you decide to stand on the truth then grace is there to enable you to stay on the side of the truth it's a matter of choice if you choose to side in with the truth then grace will be there and Amen. it strengthened us and we were able you know to stay one year longer and and keep the people and uh, finally we find we found the the building but it's the same thing now we we you know give the truth out to people and we are keep we must believe that we are called to this generation and god equips us with whatever we need to help out the people so his plan can be fulfilled it's a amen. matter of choice what do you do with the truth you know amen do you want more truth well we still have some lines open if you want to call and talk to our pastor friends in nice france the number is 719-619-2341 and uh, we'd love to talk to you here on the air so Carly, you are calling from Florida and you are a Truth and Liberty and AWM partner. Thank you very much for that. Have you got a question for my friends oh, yes. and niece? Oh, Welcome. Yes, I love your program, Andrew. Um, my question is, uh, what is the population of Muslims in France? And what about their borders? Do they have borders like we supposedly do in the United States, and do they vent? Um, do they vent people coming in so they can keep the terrorists out? That's a pretty good question, and I'll let uh, them answer this. So, who wants to take that question? Um, the population of uh, France is uh, over 67. A million people and we are the size of Texas actually as far as uh, you know the dimension of uh, the country uh, there are over 10% of uh, Muslim uh, in France um, of course you know we do have borders but we don't it's not uh, people can in the country but it's not selective on the religion. Uh, you know, it's not about the, the religion. Any, anybody with any religion can come in, but um, we are seeing definitely, we have seen definitely a will from the Muslim to impose, you know, their religion on us. And this is a tactic that they use when they have reached a certain number then they start to shake things up, uh, like, you know, to lit some cars on fire or do some major protests or throw things at the police. And of course, the reaction of a mayor is to say, oh, stop, stop, stop. And then the reaction, their reaction of that group will be to say, okay, we will stop 
if you give us this permission, for example, to have a swimming pool for only women, or so to have halal food in uh, in the schools, you know, so the young people can eat. Uh, so they put out a request against peace, and because you know people, the mayors or uh, um, government want so much the peace with the Muslim, uh, and then you know of course the government has to deal with Arab, but Muslim countries also in the world in the world because there are economical exchange, you know, gas, oil. And so the pressure is also coming from the outside. But then within the country, there are some, uh, in some uh, cities, there are some areas where basically they are using Sharia laws. In some areas of the cities, the police don't even go there any Man, longer. That's terrible. And so, you know, anytime you criticize Muslims and talk about terrorism, they're going to say most Muslims are peaceful and stuff like that. What is your opinion on that? Well, you know, uh, to be blunt, if a Muslim is peaceful, it's because he doesn't know the Quran. And there are, <laughs> That's a, true. you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, we have a lot of people that are Muslim by culture. But those who are Muslim by belief, then they have to apply the Quran. And that's the reason, one of the reasons why they use a knife, you know, it's because it's from the seventh centuries. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, if a person is a true Muslim, I mean, a religious Muslim, that is part of their religion. They are, matter of fact, a good friend of mine, uh, Muhammad Faridi, uh, he came to our Bible school. And the very first day of Bible school, I met him and he told me his name was Muhammad. He had a backpack on. And I looked at him and I said, are you a friend? <laughs> and uh, anyway, it turned out he got born again and he came here and he, he graduated from our Bible school. Now he's the head of Iranian Christians International and he is just the nicest, sweetest guy you'll ever meet. But yeah. I just had him on my program, I think it was a week ago, and he was sharing that uh, the only way that you could be guaranteed salvation in the Muslim religion, and again, this is talking about people who are not just cultural Muslims, but people who believe in the Quran. The only way you could guarantee salvation is to die a martyr's death, killing infidels. And that was his goal. And he killed a lot of people and he was deep into this and God just supernaturally saved him. But it verifies the things that you're saying, Marie, that uh, the people who are true Muslims by uh, you know, conviction, man, they are militant and they're, it, it's tough. So anyway, let's take one last break here. Then we're going to come back on the other side and take some more questions. The number is 719-619-2341. This will be our last segment. If you want to talk to my friends here in uh, France, ask them any questions, or if you want to ask me a question about anything, you're welcome to call 719-619-2341. Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Have you been praying about how to make your business your mission field? 
GospelTruth.tv business features leadership and financial stewardship training from industry experts. Learn the next steps to building wealth and using it to grow God's kingdom. Tune in Saturdays to GospelTruth.tv business and watch anytime with GospelTruth.tv premium. Visit GospelTruth.tv today for biblical teaching you can trust. You were created with a purpose. Written in the heart of God. Long before you were born, He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Well, welcome back. This is our last segment here on our Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. The number is 719-619-2341. And if you'd like to talk to me or to my guest from Nice, France, they are zooming in live. It's now, what, 12, uh, 12.30, your time. <laughs> Man, I appreciate you staying up and doing this. What a blessing it is to have you do this. And so we've been talking about a lot of things going on in France. Uh, before we go right back to that, again, the number is 719-619-2341. And if you'd like to call with a question, we've got open lines. But before we go back to that, we've got a lot of my materials translated into France. So uh, tell them how they would get hold of that. What books do we have that are translated? Mark, you. you want to? Yep, I'm going. Um, so yes, we have we have many books from you, Andrew. Um, uh, it started years ago. So now the last one uh, that has been recently published is A Better Way to Pray in French. And the next one will be Don't Limit God. Um, but we also have Grace the Power of the Gospel. You've already got it. The war is over. Um, we still have balance between grace and faith. Um, we have uh, spirit, soul, and body. We mm -hmm. have uh, living in God's best. Um, are you satisfied with Jesus? And I'm surely forgetting some on the don't way, but uh, uh, don't limit God is not out yet. It's it's currently being uh, next um, one. translated. Next but one. It will be the How next one. How about discipleship yes. evangelism? Do we have that translated into French? It, it does exist in French, but actually we are working with your French team to see how translation should be revised. Uh, we already talked with them about it, but uh, to, to improve it. But uh, yes, it does and, exist. And for those that don't know, uh, how many people in the world speak French? I know that it's not just France. There's a lot of African nations. Uh, uh, Canada has a lot of French speaking people. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, it's on every continent. Um, Martin, actually, your French director, uh, your French, uh, yes, leading the office here, um, is really good with those figures. But I mean, he said that um, in 2050, French will be the surely the first language on the world because it's the fastest growing language uh, over the planet. 
because it's in every country, in every continent, many African countries, European countries, Asian as well. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know exactly the, the numbers, but I mean, it's tens of millions of people. Man, that's, that's amazing. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think Cantonese is the very first language and then Spanish and then English and then it would be French. And mm -hmm. French is growing at a rapid rate, according to what you're saying. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, if people wanted to get in touch with uh, you, Marie, how would they, uh, how would they get in touch if they, say, for instance, know somebody in France and they wanted to send them to your church or to put them in contact? How would they do that? Yes, they can uh, contact us through uh, ek21.org. That's our website. And uh, there, you know, there is a point of contact. They can uh, email us and immediately we'll be uh, quick to answer and connect. And we are also on uh, YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, uh, right. Where are we on in Instagram, Mark? We are, yes, the three, yes, both three places. They just have to look for Ecclesia 21 and uh, they will be led to us, absolutely. All right, so we still got some open lines, 719-619-2341. Let's go to Lex. He is a subscriber to Truth and Liberty. What that means is that we put out emails and things like that, and you will automatically get those communications if you go to truthandliberty.net and sign up uh, to become a subscriber to our website. So Lex from Texas, you're on Truth and Liberty with Andrew. Well, thank you for having me on, sir. Yes, sir. What you got to say? Well, I was wondering, what can the French churches do? Because I heard somewhere that they're not allowed to proselytize and go out and preach the gospel. So how are their hands not tied in this sort of situation? Well, you know, I, I've thought that same thing, and I've heard that, and I'm, I'm not sure that that's 100% accurate. What is the situation on you going out and sharing your faith, proselytizing there in France? Well, it's true that, like in schools, uh, we are not allowed to do that. Uh, on the job, it's very difficult to speak about your faith. Quite obviously, you're paid to work, um, but, you know, there is always something that we can say. Um, it's, it's difficult. Um, it's true that we can be stopped sometimes in the streets, but still um, there are many uh, in school, so no, we, we can't do that. Uh, but still, you know, we can, we go out in the streets we uh, use uh, internet a lot, we print books, we uh, invite word to mouth, um, we invite people to church or to different uh, meetings we have, we can use a website. Um, now, if you want to talk about truth, such a program like Truth and Liberty, I don't <laughs> see how we could have it in France. So I can only say, take advantage of this hmm. program in America. Uh, just do it because you're blessed, absolutely blessed. I don't see how we could have that in France. Um, you know, that's something yeah. that I'd like to ask you, uh, any, any one of the three, if you want to answer this, but you've been to America now. Mark, have you been to the States? Yes, sir. 
Okay, I knew that Marie and uh, Elizabeth, had, they actually came to my house, and uh, boy, we had uh, Marie use my six-shooter, and I tell you what, that woman <laughs> is deadly with a gun. It's a, <laughs> so, and we got her to sit on a longhorn steer, took her to a, um, yeah, rodeo there. and they got to see <laughs> buffalo out in the wild and so anyway I, I knew that Marie and Elizabeth had been here because they've been with us but anyway all of you have been to the United States and what what would you say to us in the US because we're fighting a cultural battle and and it seems like you've been in this longer than we have what would you say I would say um, Unfortunately, I've seen a change that is, uh, generally speaking, in the culture that is negative. I can see the effect of people leaving the gospel. I can see the effect of parents not transferring their knowledge to the children willfully. I can see the effect. Uh, I remember I started to come in the States in 1981. Uh, 86, 86, 1986. And uh, people were, I mean, you could tell the, the word has so much impact. It was, you know, shaping their values. The word was their values. Even in connecting in the stores, people were nice. The first thing they, they wanted to say was, hello, what can I do for you? Uh, today, when you go in the States, you have more the impression that you're almost, you know, the she is doing and you almost bother it. Well, this is what we have in France. And it's, uh, you know, I, I would say, see what's going in France or in Europe at large and do not copy us. Yeah. Keep the gospel in, in, in its place. Um, you know, go back, go back to the belief of the Bible and practice. Don't, don't copy us because you'll end up where we are and it's not, it's not pleasant, it's not pleasant. But I believe that there is a major turnaround coming to the United States. I believe that. I believe that we will have a big revival also in, in uh, the churches in Europe and in France because we can see, yes, the people are hurting. Yes, the people are confused. Yes, the people are wondering what to do with all these laws that you know, allow a man to you know, even pursue children now. It's almost lawful. Um, but you know, the word of God is the answer and is Amen. the light. Amen. You know, let me say, I, you hadn't heard this, but on July the 4th, our holiday, uh, we were having a service, and during the praise and worship service, I was just thinking to myself, this is the 247th anniversary mm -hmm. of our Declaration of Independence. And as I was praying and just thinking about that, I got a word from the Lord, and I really believe this yeah. was God that spoke to me. And He said, on your 250th anniversary, which is three years from now, he says, even the unbelievers are going to see that the tide has turned, that this wokeness is retreating, and that the, uh, you know, the restraints are coming back on society. 
SO I KNOW THAT YOU WON'T GET THAT LISTENING TO THE NEWS, BUT I GOT THAT DIRECTLY FROM THE LORD, AND I REALLY BELIEVE THAT THAT'S HAPPENING NOT ONLY IN AMERICA, BUT IN FRANCE, ANYWHERE THAT THE BODY OF CHRIST IS STANDING UP AND SPEAKING THE TRUTH. I BELIEVE IN THE NEXT THREE YEARS, WE'RE GOING TO SEE A MAJOR TURNAROUND. AND THE yes. LORD DIDN'T SAY THIS, BUT I THOUGHT TO MYSELF, THAT'S WHAT'S GOING TO HAPPEN IN THREE YEARS. I DON'T KNOW WHAT'S GOING TO HAPPEN IN BETWEEN NOW AND THEN. IT COULD GET WORSE BEFORE IT GETS BETTER. BUT I DO BELIEVE THAT WITHIN THREE YEARS, WE'RE GOING TO SEE THAT THERE HAS BEEN A MAJOR TURNAROUND. SO I'M EXCITED ABOUT THAT. SO WE'VE STILL GOT SOME LINES OPEN, 719-619-2341. LET'S GO TO GLADYS IN GEORGIA. AND GLADYS, YOU'RE uh, AWM AND A TRUTH AND LIBERTY PARTNER. THANK YOU VERY MUCH. Uh, for joining with us and helping us get the word out. So you're on Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. Thank you, Brother Andrew, for taking my call. How are you? I am blessed. Good to hear from you, Gladys. All right. Bonsoir, mesdames. Bonsoir, monsieur. Comment vous allez? Très bien, merci. Bonsoir. Now, y'all are saying things that I don't know what you just said, but I assume it was good. All right, so I wanted to ask the pastors in France, is, uh, how is the LGBT situation over there? Are they fighting for rights over there like they're fighting over here? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, they are. They are. They are not as strong as in America, but they are making their way. They want to uh, mess up the values of the families. Uh, yeah, they are. Unfortunately, they are trying to influence also. Mark or Eli, you want to say? Uh, I will add that also is going through the schools because the yeah. education program is really, really pushing it very hard. So it's all over, it's in medias, it's everywhere. Actually, it's, a, it's a, all over society but going through official uh, ways. And yeah. here's a, uh, So Gladys, thank you for your question, but uh, here's another question that is very similar to it. This is Elizabeth, and she's in Missouri. So Elizabeth, you're on Truth and Liberty Live. Call in uh, with your question. Hello. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And I was just wondering if, you, if uh, in France there... Um, in trying to indoctrinate the children with the transgender, um, just that type of indoctrination going on in your schools? So, you know, the homosexual and the transgender are nearly always linked together. So this is a very similar question. And uh, before you answer that, let me just say that the Muslims are definitely against homosexuality and transgenderism. Right. So uh, yeah. maybe it would be blunted the the influence of the LGBTQ in there just because of the high Muslim population. It's true. Um, what we are seeing right now is uh, the educational system taking on itself the right and the responsibility to educate uh, children in, concerning sexuality. It's so much that on the website of the government, there are very, very, very graphic uh, explanation on sexual sexuality uh, to the point where by law now, 
the children will have to attend uh, four classes per uh, year. And, um, you know, it's like that, that aspect of education is totally escaping the parents. And it's, it's putting the children in such a consciousness of sexuality that at four years old now, <laughs> they will be aware of their, you know, of any sexuality. It's, uh, it's truly scary. It's, um, there is a will to, um, to, uh, how can I say that? To corrupt uh, sexuality, but starting with the children. You know, in the United States, if an adult was to approach a child and say to them the things that are being said in school, it, you'd be arrested for pedophilia uh, and stuff. But the government somehow or another has gotten to where they're promoting these kind of things. Are they giving the hormone blockers and sex reassignment surgery or those kind of things being done on children in France? Not yet. It's, it's not, no, 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 no. Not yet. Man, that's a, that's yet. a shame that America's ahead of you in that respect. And of course, you know, it depends where you are. There's a lot of states, like uh, Marie and Elizabeth went to Rama in Tulsa, and Oklahoma is a conservative state, and praise God, they just got a great governor in Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and they're passing some laws against uh, all abortion and against all of this uh, you know, indoctrination of children. But if you go to some of the liberal states like uh, California, New York, and even Colorado, uh, you hear a lot of these laws being passed that they are now allowing children to have hormone blockers, sex reassignment surgery without parental consent. You know, my yeah. son is a tattoo artist and he can't even do a tattoo on a minor without parental consent, but you can go ahead and take these hormone mm -hmm. blockers and defile a child, and it's just total hypocrisy. It's terrible, the things that are being done. So we still got a line open, got just a few minutes left, 719-619-2341, if you'd like to talk to our guest. So here's Robert from Florida, and uh, you have a uh, question for Pastor Marie. Hi, Pastor Marie from Jupiter, Florida. Um, I know it's hot everywhere. Um, and, you know, it's even hotter in Israel. And it even gets more hot when you read Psalm 83. Uh, I'm a Jew by na nature, and also spiritually, I'm a, a spiritual Jew. But uh, it doesn't stop me searching the scriptures about Psalm 83. And Marie Helen, I, I, I really believe that when this thing happens in Psalm 83, where we see the refugees and the Arab League and the hatred come out and there's going to be this judgment described in this Psalm 83 that France is going to be praying for Israel and I pray every day for Israel and those who love her will prosper and my question is do you pray that prayer every day or at least does it come up in your prayer meeting but not only do we pray for America, but we pray for Israel so that our, our ministry will reach out to the Israelis through our through our Christian witness to like Andrew's doing. Um, can we can we add Israel to the list and pray for them too? Well, not only well, thank you for uh, 
you know, coming on this program. Uh, not only, yes, we do pray for uh, the peace of uh, Jerusalem, we pray for Israel, and uh, we pray that France uh, will be among uh, the sheep nations also. Uh, so, you know, as Christian, uh, we also uh, support um, Israel, and uh, so we bless, yes, we are on your side. Amen. You know, Robert, I would say that true Christians, people that love the Lord and study the Word of God, every true Christian uh, has a heart for the Israelis. Now, there are people who call themselves Christians that are anti-Semitic, but I don't know anybody who loves the Word who's anti-Semitic. I do believe that the uh, church is now the body of Christ, and I believe that there are certain things, like the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 2, that he is not a Jew which is outward, but it's a matter of the heart, circumcision of the heart. And so I believe that the body of Christ is now the bride of Christ and has a special relationship with God. But it didn't displace a lot of the physical promises about you know, them coming a nation again, about God protecting them. I remember when I was drafted, I wasn't excited about going to war in Vietnam, but uh, I wasn't going to defect. But if they had drafted me to go fight Israel, I would have defected in a second because I believe that those who bless Israel are blessed and those who curse yes. Israel are cursed. So I don't know any true believer that doesn't love the nation of Israel. And I think that I, that's what Marie's saying. I think that everywhere I've been in the world, people who love God and love the Word of God would love the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. So thanks for your call, Robert. We still got some lines open at 719-619-2341. And we just have about eight minutes left. Again, I want to thank uh, uh, Pastor Mark and Marie and Elizabeth for joining us. It's nearly one o'clock in the morning their time. And man, thank you for staying up and sharing with us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, again, I would like to get your perspective. What would you say to uh, Americans, since you have been in our culture a lot, like Marie and Elizabeth lived in the United States uh, while they went to Bible college over here. So you have a, a unique perspective, not only on what's happening in France, but here and what would you say to Americans about how, how do we stand up? Would you encourage them? Because there's a lot of Christians in America that just believe they're supposed to keep quiet and not do anything and just pray about it. What, how, what's your reaction to that? Well, you know, when we have the Word of God, we have the Word. So we have something to say. We have something to speak, quite obviously. And so Christians are speaking people and there is not such a thing as a silent christian and it's not to aggress it's not to uh, provoke this is not what we promote but we speak the truth and we speak the truth with love we speak the truth uh, to our children we speak the truth to the people that we know we leave the truth we are true witnesses. So not only I encourage the people to study the word and Andrew Womack Ministries is a great ministry because they, they make so freely, they make so easily for people 
to get the word. This is what we have been praying for years in France, to have a Keres Bible school in France, to have the Keres teaching in France, because we know that it has the power to change the people. So I can only encourage the people, go to the Word of God, study the Word of God, surround yourself with people, don't stay isolated. We need each other. And even if we don't agree on some details, no big deal, we agree on the mm -hmm. main and we live, we practice. So, and quite obviously invite people. Again, you know, this program, Truth and Liberty, is promoting freedom, true freedom, not a freedom that enslaves people, because there is a kind, it seems so contradictory to say something, but true freedom sets the people free Amen. and it will bring um, prosperity to the families, prosperity to the country. That is one of the fruit of the, the, the word of God and of the truth. Amen. And so let me say that uh, we've been trying with Marie and Elizabeth, trying to have a Caris Bible College in Nice for probably a decade or more, and mm -hmm. it's just struggled. Yes. But last year we finally opened up with, I think it was 70 or 75 students. Oh, and during uh, this, yes. and during this last meeting that I held in uh, June, if I'm not mistaken, I think they had another 70 students sign up, didn't they? Something like that. Yes, even more than that, signing up for online correspondence yep. Yep. course starting I next September. So this will be one of the best starts to a Bible school that we've had in any of the nation. I think we've got like 30 nations that we're in. And to start with 70 or 75 students and yeah. then in the second year increase another, you know, double, that's really, really good. So good things I are happening in France and all the way around the world. All right, yeah. so let's go to Renee. She's a partner, and you are in Delaware, Renee. You are on the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show with Andrew. Oh, thank you, Andrew, for taking my call. I, I, yes, I'm a, also a member of Truth and Liberty and a partner. Um, thank you. I know we're limited on time, so my question is, is um, sex trafficking a big issue in France um, as, you know, we're being exposed and seeing how big it is in the United States? So Elizabeth, why don't you address that? We hadn't heard too much from you. We'll let you answer <laughs> that one. Well, um, yes, we actually, it is in France. Of course it is in France. It's all over the world. And it's even now, uh, people start to be aware, but uh, it's mainly through American uh, um, medias, not mainstream, of course, but we hear that it's coming up in, uh, in the knowledge to people. Uh, in France, we have some who are trying to move the, the borders and, uh, and it's good and it's good, but I think it's going to come up much more and much more. And it needs, it needs because it's in America, but it's in Europe too. You know, Jamie and I were just talking about this today, and we're going to go see the movie, the, the brand new movie out, The Sound of Freedom, tomorrow. And uh, we were talking about this, and we had read that there are, is more slavery, child sex slaves in America than there ever was during the, yeah. uh, you know, slavery days yeah. and stuff. There is more slavery today than there has ever been in the world, but it's hidden. 
and stuff. And it is a major, major problem. And I'm sure it's in France and just like it is everywhere. But right here in Colorado, Colorado Springs is one of the biggest uh, sex trafficking places in the nation. And just, I think it's in August, we are uh, opening an office in the Teller, I mean, in the El Paso County Sheriff's Office. And we are actually going to have an office that every time a sex uh, a child is brought in and has been trafficked, they are going to come into our office and we're going to wow. get to counsel them and put them into a godly home. And so we're beginning to attack that issue right here where we are. That's something. We need to, we need to believe that that uh, movie will be translated in French because up to now it's not uh, yet, uh, it has not been done. And uh, the issue is to distribute also. I don't know movie. if you heard, but the uh, movie just came out, I think it was last week, and that's mm -hmm. the same time that Harrison Ford's uh, last movie in the, uh, you know, the Raiders of the Lost Ark series came out, and The Sound of Freedom uh, outperformed Harrison Ford. Yes. And it was the number one movie. So, man, it's getting traction. I've heard nothing but yeah. rave reviews. And, you know, I believe we are in a third great awakening. You may not hear that from the news media, but you're hearing it from me. I've been to Nice. I've seen what God's doing there. And praise God, we're a part of turning this thing around. So thank you all for staying up until one o'clock in the morning to be with us. We really appreciate that. All of my uh, viewers, I'm sure, thank you too. And, and I love y'all and praise God. It's encouraging to see what God's doing in France. So once again, thank you for being with us, but thank all of our people who've been watching here this afternoon and this evening. We love you. Remember that we do this every weekday now from 3.30 until 5 p.m. Mountain Time and we have on different hosts and different guests. And we just had Ben Carson on. We've had on uh, Governor Huckabee. We've had on some really, really important, influential people. I believe it'll be a blessing to you, so check it out. You can also go to our website and watch archive copies of our Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. So thank you for being with us. Good night to those of you in Nice and everybody else. God bless you. Thank you for joining oh, us, wow. and we'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. Alpha, we love you. Thank you for joining Bye. today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.